Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, June 24, 2017, and this is the Secret Math of Money podcast presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and it's wrong podcast. These are all the things you should have learned in, in high school about money but didn't. Welcome, everybody. I apologize for sweating like I am. Uh, long story short, I did uh, hot yoga this morning and last night. I did two hot yoga classes. Uh, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Uh, 105 degrees in a room. But anyway, enough for that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, um, for coming back this week. Um, first of all, let me just give a little background. Well, first of all, let me say this. I'm not a certified financial planner or I have no certifications in finance other than my degrees in accounting and finance. I'm not a certified planner, recommender, advisor, or anything. Um, anything you get from this podcast, take it as my only my opinion. Um, so if you tend to follow some of my advice and lose money, you're on your own. Uh, my job is, my goal is to inform you about things. My goal is not to um, advise you in any way. So I just want to get that clear up front. I'm not an advisor. I'm not trying to advise. All I'm trying to do is uh, inform people about things that I think we should have all learned in, in college or high school, especially, and we didn't. So that's it. Uh, let's talk about it. This week's topic, and it's interesting, uh, we were planning the topic, and a couple of articles came up um, in USA Today. This week's topic is the money mind. What do I mean by the money mind? Uh, put simply, rich people are always thinking about their money. Unfortunately, and I, again, I apologize, I'm sweating. I jumped in the shower, but I just got out of this class this morning. Um, everything we do in life, just remember, remember this, everything we do revolves around money. I know that, that you no, know, it doesn't, you know, it's all love, peace, whatever, yeah. But everything we do has money involved. You go on vacation, you go to work. Why do you go to work for money? You buy a car. When you want to get a car, you think about how much it's going to cost. Everything we do, you want to go out to eat, uh, you want a hobby, anything we do, involves money. That's just the way a capitalist system works. Everything involves money. Um, you know, you can go take a walk in the park for free, but you got to buy sneakers. So you got to buy sneakers, they cost money. So um, so this idea is the money, my idea of the money mind is that we should keep our mind, our, there's an old rap that said, my mind on my money and my money on my mind all the time. I'm not saying we get obsessed with it, but I'm saying always, be aware of the fact that money interweaves itself in everything we do. Just understand that. Hey, Brad, my old buddy, um, or karate, karate, my older brother in karate. But um, anyway, this week in USA Today, there was an article, and it was about this woman who her parents taught her to save, and now she plans to retire at 40. And think about that a minute. I mean, I'm past 40. A lot of us are past 40. This, this young lady is retiring or planning to retire. She opened her own company. That's a whole other thing. But reading the article, she did some things. And I thought about, you know, we weren't taught a lot about money. Let's be honest. You know, um, high school, college, we just weren't taught. Even, even now, I don't think a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, things being taught about money. But just because we weren't taught about money doesn't mean we should pass that legacy on to our children and not teach them about money, okay? Um, so how do you teach your child and, and, you know, give your child that money mind? First of all, you have to have the money mind. And as like I said, everything we do involves um, money. But here's the thing. 
there's a couple of things that impact money. Like, okay, I'm jumping around a little bit. I'm, try, I'm I apologize. Um, the the one of the things that keeps us from saving, one of the biggest things is instant gratification, because we want it now. And people say time is money. Yep, you will pay more for a movie ticket or or or, or concert or, or a game or whatever on opening night than you will two or three weeks later. It's the same show, but people will pay more now. Time is money. Okay, hit while the iron is hot. Um, Super Bowl tickets, you know, two weeks before, as, as you get tw- closer to kickoff, the price rises and then drops. Why? Because, because the value of the ticket re- declines because people want to be there for kickoff. And once you miss kickoff, well, you know, you know not, not, that, not that important to get, to get all those things. So that's when we say time is money. Um, you know, in real estate, location, 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 you know, um, location is money. You'll pay more for the same house next in a good neighborhood than you will in a bad neighborhood. Um, so let's start talking about getting our, our own money mind. It was something in my, in my notes I wanted to uh, make sure I, I hit on. Um, yeah, I said the, the biggest barrier to, to, to saving itself is, is immediate gratification. Um, when I moved into my subdivision, one of the things that people, I saw a lot of people do was, you know, when they were building the subdivision. And for a couple of months, you you know, every so often you would see like a rent-to-own truck coming in or a furniture truck. You know, people had this idea, I got a new house, I want to get new furniture. And everybody would just run out and buy new furniture. Uh, why? Because I got a new house. Can't, you know, because we want it now. And, okay, I can't afford, you know, $4,000 now, but I can do rent-to-own. I can, um, I, can, I, can, I can pay a little bit at a time. Just like credit cards. Think about credit cards. Uh, people that use credit cards for, for, for things that they can't afford because they want it now, but they'll pay for it over time. Um, layaway used to be kind of the same thing, but with layaway, you didn't get it until you paid for it. But with, with credit cards, a lot of times you, you buy it now. You buy it now, and you pay for it for the next five or ten years or whatever. That instant gratification. Okay? That's one of the biggest barriers to, to, to saving. Um, keeping up with the Joneses. How many of us, let's be honest, you know, how many people have gone on vacation or spent some money on something to appear richer than they are? I know, I remember hearing a story about somebody who uh, would spend a weekend at a hotel. They did a weekend, a staycation getaway a weekend at a hotel. And um, the hotel was more expensive than they thought when they got there. And because they didn't want to look bad in front of the clerk, no lie, they well, we pulled out cash and paid for it. And they spent the weekend pretty much in the room starving because they had no money left because they thought they were going to put it on a, be able to put it on the credit card. The credit card got declined, so they had to pull out cash. And they had, you know, no money. And they spent the weekend literally sitting in the room, you know, with no no money, no food, couldn't afford to go anywhere. But that ego got involved, okay, and they did it anyway. They what they should have done was just said, no, we're just not gonna gonna go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go somewhere else. Um, people do that, you know. How many people buy a round of drinks for everybody, you know, just to show off? Um, I remember years ago, uh, I went. I was part of an African American Internet Alliance a long, long time ago, and we actually went to the White House and had a uh, they, they had a two day conference with us. And the night of the first conference, a lot of people went to um, uh, in D.C., Washington, D.C., a place called Bet on Jazz, and people went there. 
And, you know, the people, these were people from big companies like BET and ESPN. I was there by myself, you know, so I went home. I went to McDonald's and went back to my room. But I heard the next day that, you know, people were there, you know, passing out discards, buying a round of drinks because they had the corporate card, you know, they could just charge everybody. And it was an ego thing. You know, Lou, I can, I can buy drinks for everybody, you know, boom, bought drinks, round drinks for everybody because I'm, I'm that important kind of thing. Um, but those are the kind of things that you got to get away from because that's not money-minded, okay? Rich people always got their mind on their money and their money on their mind, okay? So how do we translate that? How do we teach our kids that? Because we didn't learn that. So how do we not make the mistake that was made with us, okay? How do we, how do we get our mind right, and then how do we get our kids' mind right? That is the, that is the question. Um, the easiest one of the easiest ways, uh, uh, more, most effective ways, I think, with getting your kids' um, mind on their money is to play the game Monopoly. Now, I don't play Monopoly pretty much anymore because it's a long game, man. I mean, you know, it, you can't play no game four or five hours. You know, you got to play until somebody run out of money. But it does get you thinking about it. It puts you in that mindset of, okay, I want to buy this, but I don't have enough money. Um, and, you know, depending on how the rules you, you use, you can you can borrow money from people. And, you know, like, I'll, let me borrow some money from you to buy this. And they say, well, I'll, I'll give you $500, but you got to give me back seven. Or, or, you know, you give me the property. You know, that, that's, that's the mindset of, of Monopoly. I'm not saying Monopoly is the greatest game in the world or anything like that, but it is something that will, will about, about how money works. It is definitely something that will teach you how money works. Um, give your kids an allowance. Now, think about giving them an allowance. You give your kid an allowance, and then you just walk away. And, you know, oh, little Joey has money. I'm giving jo- little Joey $10 a week. But you don't show little Joey how to spend his money. Or, 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 and here's the question. How do you spend money? Well, how much should you save? How much should you spend? My rule of thumb when I first started working um, was I have my money was in three, pockets, three buckets, a third, a third, and a third. A third of it is going to go to taxes. You can't cut. The, the government is going to take theirs right off the top. So you got two-thirds of your salary left. What I tried to do was live on one-third. Okay, I geared my – I was lucky enough to find an apartment, and and, and I said, okay, I can live on one-third. And the other third I just saved. And I lived well under my means for years. Thank God I did because things happened later on, and I'm glad I had that money. Um, But what happens is we get – again, you know, when I'm in my subdivision, everybody bought furniture. Kids graduate from college. First thing they do, I got to go and buy a brand-new car. You know, show that I'm doing well. I got a job, and I'm being successful. You know, you ain't got to do it. Um, but what I'm saying, give your kids an allowance. Okay. But don't let, just, don't let them just have free reign to do whatever they want. Don't, don't make it free money. Because if it's just free money, the value is it's not the money you're giving them. It's the, le- the life lessons you're trying to teach them. So if you teach your child, okay, here's your money. Now, I'm paying for your food. I'm paying for your 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 clothes. I'm paying for your your heat, hot water. Your your you know all the things you need to live. I'm giving you this money. Now, if you want to go and buy candy or, or you know you there's some things you want to buy. This is your money to do that. But you have to save a certain amount of this money. Okay, and maybe you say fifty fifty. You can only spend fifty percent of it. But make them save it. If you're one of those parents where your kid went to college and moved back home, had to move back home after college and got a job. Um, make them pay your rent. Make them pay you something. Once they get a job, make them pay you something. And he's like, well, I'm trying to help my son or daughter get off on the right foot. 
you don't want to raise a Paris Hilton, and all due respect to Paris Hilton, you don't want to raise a kid that, you know, heaven forbid they lose the family money and they got to, like, go out and get a job. Okay, you don't want to, you know, here's the thing. You want to be nice to your kids. You want to, you know, you always, you know, want to, you want to shield them and shelter them from the, the, the problems that you have. But you do that too much when your kid does run into a problem. When they do have a problem, they don't know how to deal with it. You, you want to teach your children to be creative, to be, to be inventive, to be adaptable. I got this money. I, need, I got this problem. How do I, how do I adapt to it? Okay. So I said my rule was third, a third, a third, and a third. That was just my rule for me um, because, you know, I got some paranoia about being broke. So that's a whole other another, another story for another time. But if you're going to give your kids some money, give them something, give them some responsibilities. Don't just give your kid an allowance for free. Make them do their chores, you know. Um, it's funny, my mother, and it's a true story. My mother, my brother had a job. He had a paper room, and I used to deliver papers for him because he did a couple things. Um, you know, he would play football and stuff like that. But my mother used to uh, charge him. This is the truth. People knew my mother. She would, if he left his clothes, either of us, but I didn't have any money, so I didn't leave mine. But if he left his clothes, you know, around the house, if he didn't clean up, she would take his clothes and make him buy them back. So, oh, yeah, he left some socks. Okay, she took them. You know, how much of them was 50 cents? You know, oh, you want two? That's a dollar, you know. Um, it taught him to stop leaving his stuff around. This is my older brother. Um, but, you know, she was teaching him about money. She was teaching him the value of money, okay. So if you give your kid an allowance, you know, Make them do something. Make them chores. Not not make them go paint the house, but make them do something. Okay. The rest of their lives, everything they deal with is going to involve money. So make them do something to earn that money. Okay. So you're going to give them allowance fine. Now, here's the next thing. As they get older, you know, maybe they're 10, 11, 12, you guys go on vacation. Kids don't know anything about the finances of vacation. And you say, well, they shouldn't. They should just be about having fun. Yeah. But you know what? Try to Try to teach them lessons in there when you're talking to your kid about money. Try to teach them something, get some benefit of that. Um, you, you know, sit down with your kids. Say, okay, here's, here's where we're going. Here's what it costs. Okay? Um, here's what we're paying for this, what we're paying for this. Here's our discretionary money, you know, for trinkets. If you go to Disney World, you know, here's the money that we're going to set aside to pay for uh, hat, Disney hats or um, you know, eating in the park or, you know, whatever. Show them. You know, just say, just want you to know this is how these things are. This is, this is what it costs so that they're, they just don't go, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And his parents, oh, yeah, we'll get it for them, make them happy. But we set them up for, in my opinion, not failure, but we set them up for a lot of the, situ- the same situation a lot of us are in where uh, we just don't understand you know, money. You know, we don't understand credit card statements. We don't understand why the bank may not be the best place to put our money if we want it to grow. Because nobody ever told us that. So you know, start teaching your kids those things. things. Um, so, you know, and then as they get older, as they become a teenager, you know, maybe, uh, you know, their chores will increase. You, you want $5, you got to cut the grass. You know, or you know, you gotta do the dishes every night, or, or something. You know, make them make them earn the money, make them earn. You know that, that so that they appreciate the value of it. You know, I thought about you know the three things that are like money, 
food and time are the three things that some people feel you can't get enough of and you don't you never have enough of. Okay. Food, yeah, that's a iffy on that. But money and time. You never have enough of either one. You never can get enough of either one. Okay. And once you spend one, it's gone. Once you waste one, it's gone. So teach your children the value of things. Now, they become teenagers, you know, they start doing things. You know, again, you want to give them an allowance? Fine. But make sure they're putting some of that money away. Okay, make sure. Explain why the bank is not the best place money can grow, please. Okay. Um, oh, and by the way, thank you, um, Dewanda, Dewanda, Dewanda Rich. Thank you. Um, one thing, I put notes together, but I keep my notes kind of loose because I always want this to be a conversation, not a lecture. A bank is not the best place to, to, place to let your money grow. Look at the interest rate you're getting at the bank. In a nutshell, that's it. Banks will give you interest on your money of about a half of 1%. Um, granted, that's more than you'll get putting it under your mattress, but it's not more than you'll get putting it under your mattress. People used to say keep your money in, you know, have six months of expenses in the bank for a rainy day. There's some there's Definitely value to that statement, putting the money someplace. But say if you make $100,000 a year and you, have, you, you, you build up a nest egg of $50,000 emergency fund, you put it in the bank, and the bank gives you $4.85 interest on your $50,000. Um, it's not worth it to me. You know, yeah, but it's guaranteed. Yeah, it's guaranteed, but it's not worth it. For that guarantee, you're giving up a lot of money. I would always say invest that money. Now, yeah, you say, well, stocks are risky and they can, they can fluctuate. Yeah, but they're safer. Um, you can look in bonds or something or, or, or do a mix of bonds and, 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 and stocks or whatever. Um, the best place, oh, the best place depends on how much risk you want to take. That's, I, I cannot say when the, when the best place is, but my point is the bank is not giving you enough interest. That's the real reason, you know, Go to your bank and, and, and see what the interest rate they're giving you on your savings and checking, and then go to that bank and ask what their rates are for a car loan, and you'll see the gap of what they are making on your money. You are giving your bank an, uh, what it comes to an interest-free loan. You're giving them that money for free, but, boy, if you bounce a check or if you do something, they're going to hit you with more fees. They will hit you with more fees than they gave you on interest. Think about that. Okay? You put $5,000 in the bank, and they give you $4 whatever interest for the year. You bounce a check, and it costs you $75. Okay, so see, just understand where banks make their money, and where you know their goal is to not give you any money. The best place to put it, we shy away from stocks. That's one of the things that people always shy. Just name something, stocks. I say for me, I put my money in the stock market, and think that's crazy. Okay, think it's crazy, but just bonds, there's government bonds, uh, even the CD. Well, CD rates are pretty bad right now, um, but if you have money. First of all, if you're saving that kind of money, I would encourage you to put more into your retirement. If you're able to put away a big chunk next day, put more into your retirement. Um, use your credit cards. Get credit cards, don't use them, but keep them for an emergency fund. Uh, even if you do buy stocks. If we talked about stocks, and I was talking about stocks many, many more times on this, in, this, in this show. Um, even if you do buy stocks, you can buy stuff that will grow. I mean, I bought Netflix back in January. I'm up like 60-some percent right now. There's some things you can buy that are, you know, they're not totally safe, but they've been growing a while. Look at the track record. They've been growing. But here's the thing. If you need your money, this is the, this is the key. If 
say you have a hundred thousand, you make a hundred thousand a year, and you save fifty thousand for that rainy day. When do you ever think you're going to need fifty thousand dollars by three o'clock this afternoon? You're not. But that's what you're when you put money in the bank. That's what you're betting on. That okay, if I need this fifty thousand dollars, I can get it before closing. You know, after five o'clock, you got to wait till the next day. But if I needed, if somebody calls me at noon and says they kidnapped my child or or or, or something, you know, I got a great business opportunity, but you got to reply by three o'clock. Oh, I can go get the fifty thousand dollars and give it to them. If you invest in the stock market, in, in in stocks, in anything, you get your money back in three days. So when have you ever? When have you? When do you think you're ever going to need your money back by three o'clock? But that's what your that's what the bank gives you. I can get my money by three o'clock. In return for that convenience, which you most likely will never need, they're not going to pay you an interest. They're basically, it's like, it's like putting your money in a safe deposit box. Seriously, it's like putting it in a safe deposit box. Or it's like putting it in your mattress. You're, they're just not giving any interest rate on, on money. It's sitting there, and banks are making a ton of money. They are investing your money like crazy. Um, I've said it before, a stock market, it can be dangerous. It can be scary, but it is not as bad as people would make, have us think it is. It really isn't, okay? Um, it's, and I've done a show, and I'll probably do more shows on how to get started in investing. Start small, invest 20 or $30 to get your feet wet, to understand how to keep track of stocks. Once you put your money in something, you'll watch it. So invest $30 in a stock, $30. If you lose that $30, you've learned something. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, you know, for me, um, I, I invest in stocks. There are mutual funds you can invest in. I talk about mutual funds. Well, I don't personally use mutual funds. But there are lots of things that, you know, I think even credit unions may give you a more interest rate. I'm not sure. But your, your goal is to grow your money, period. Your goal is to grow your money. You put this much in, your goal is to make more. That's, you don't want to put in $50,000 and six, eight, ten months later or two years or five years later, you got $50,000. That money, you're, you know, when we talk about this show, we talk about the money mind. How do I grow my money? How do I keep from spending so much and how do I grow my money? Okay. Um, like I said, rich people, they always got their money on their mind. They may not talk to you about it all the time. They may not say anything, but best, rest assured, they always got their money on their mind. They always know where their money is and what money they have. Your goal is to get your money to work for you, you know, compounding interest and things like that. Your goal is to get your money to work for you and not just have it sitting somewhere where it's not doing anything for you. Um, but my, my recommendation is look into stocks. It is not – look into penny stocks. Again, put 20 or $30 into a stock or $10 into a stock and just make yourself watch it. That's, what you, that's where you train yourself. Me, I got my portfolio in my phone. It wasn't that hard to do. You know, on the, on the iPhone, there's a, there's a, um, there's a finance uh, um, thing on the home screen. You know, and I can pull up and look and see what my money is doing pretty much every day, my, my investment, my portfolio. I can see how it's doing. It is that easy. You know, it might take you 10 minutes, 20 minutes to set it up. But once you set it up, it's as simple as, oh, let me look at it. Okay, and that's what you want. You want to be able to – you want to train your mind that you're constantly looking at. One of the first things I do after 9.30 every morning, 9.31, is I look at my portfolio because that's when the stock market opens. I want to see what happens. But that's the money mind. It's always thinking about your money, always thinking about uh, how your money – again, I'm not saying be obsessed with it. Now, here's the thing. 
People buy cars. Now, down here in Atlanta, I'm in the ATL. And one thing I heard down here a long time ago was that 80% of the luxury vehicles in Atlanta are leased. To me, the only reason to lease a vehicle is you run a business and you can write it off. But a lot of people lease vehicles because the payments are real low and they can get a really expensive car. But you're basically doing a long-term rental. I had the misfortune of having to rent a car about uh, about eight, nine months ago for like two months. Um, car was having trouble. I'd keep renting a car, and I and I think I paid literally I was paid a thousand dollars a month, you know, for that car, for the rental of that car. Um, when you when you lease a car, your payments are low. But you don't own anything, and you're always once that lease is up, uh, you know, if you went over your mileage, you got to pay them. Okay, you got a big dings and stuff in the car, you got to pay to get that fixed. And once you give all that out, you got nothing. Okay, um, but that's where that keeping up with the Joneses comes in. I mean, I, you know, you drive down 75 any morning, and, you know, I see Bentleys and Maseratis, and it's like these people are going to work at 7 o'clock in the morning just like me. Like, if I got a Maserati or a Bentley, I'm not getting up till noon. If I can afford that car, I'm not going to work at 7 in the morning. You know, I'm, I'm set up where I ain't got to get up till noon. Okay, but that's that keeping up with the Joneses. I'm going to be honest, that's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, I love luxury cars. I love BMW 7 Series. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have me one one day, unless one of y'all want to give it to me today. But I'm going to have one. But rest assured, when I get one, I'm going to walk into the dealership like the mafia with a briefcase full of money. Bam. Drop it on there. Open it up. Nothing but hundreds stacked up. And I'm going to say, I want that car in one hour and a coffee. That's how I'm going to roll. But I'm not going to go into debt, crazy debt. You know, I got a car note now, but I didn't have a car note for 10 years, thank God. 15 years, I did not have a car note. People was laughing, well, you drive an old hoofies to work. Yeah, but I'm getting to work. You know, it ain't, it ain't, I'm getting to work. And they like, well, you know, the honeys don't like it. You drive a hoofie. Well, you know what? I got a house. If I got to impress a honey with a car, that ain't the right honey for me. Plain and simple. Okay? Ladies, same thing. If you, if your man, you got to impress your man with, with what you got, you're, 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 Michael, Michael Kors person. You got to impress somebody with that kind of stuff. Those ain't the right people for you. Because folks will get, let you go broke trying to impress them. And I've seen people do it. You know, $300 purse, $4 in it. Okay. Oh, I got my Michael Kors, you know. Uh, fellas, we're the same way. You know, guys are the same way. What it takes a lot of times for people is to really seriously, truly go broke for people to wake up and go, you know, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. So my goal is to try to get you to that point before you go broke, you know. Um, having nice things is nice. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. There is nothing wrong with having nice things. Uh, the brother is down here with me in ATL. I'm in Riverdale. Thanks. I'm enjoying it. Hey, I'm in Hiram. We got to catch up sometime. All my Newburgh people. Um, but I'm saying I love having nice things. Everybody does. That's just, you know. But – when you paying five times more Nike, remember we was in, when we was in high school, it was Lee jeans, it was Nikes, Fila's, Giselle sunglasses, uh, all that stuff. You know, Nike, remember they got so bad, you just put the, a sweatshirt for $45 with a Nike swoosh on the front. So you just doing free advertising, and you, was a, you were paying them a whole lot of money for that. But it's a sweatshirt. But why do people get it? Because it's got the Nike logo. I recently went to Disney World. I love Disney World. Love it to death. Disney sweatshirts, stupid money. Why? Because they got Mickey and Minnie on them. 
It's a sweatshirt. It's keeping you warm. Grand, you need to pass this on. Yep, there you go. That's right, exactly. When I get grandkids, believe me, I'm going to try to pass it on to them too. Thank you. Um, Prophetess DeWanda Rich, thank you for your question. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Uh, on this show, as you can tell, I get hyped up when I get a question. I'm weird like that. But uh, I always am amazed that I can talk for a half hour about stuff. And, and I, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you listening. But, again, bottom line is this. The money mind, think about your money. Always think about your money because rich people are always thinking about their money, always thinking about their money. Okay, don't try to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses will go broke with you. Or the Joneses might have, uh, they might have a great uncle that just passed on and left them a bunch of money that they ain't telling you about. You know, ain't nothing funnier than two people living across the street from each other. Both of them got nice houses and nice cars, and they keep trying to one-up each other, and ain't nobody got no furniture. Okay. Ain't nobody got no furniture. Uh, they eating spam, you know, but they come out in the house, and they got their nice, you know, uh, Steve Harvey suit and whatever else, and you know, and they 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 gators on, but man, they about going broke, trying to keep up with, trying to one up each other. Don't get caught in that trap. Do not get caught in that trap. Anyway, I've been talking for a half since nineteen eighty. <laughs> Kenny Cooper, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, the show will be on Facebook Live. It's on YouTube and it's on iTunes. You can get all these shows on three different places. Okay, so with that, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your love, people. And uh, we'll be doing this again in two weeks. Otherwise, everybody have a great day and stay away from that hot yogurt. It's hot. Take care. Bye-bye.